And welcome to another episode of Small Talk. I am Ryan. And I am Naomi. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. It's hype as fuck in this bitch for oh, yeah. a third episode. Today, third why episode. Yeah, we will not be having an interview at the end of it. I've got a few to do within the next week. So I will be racking up these interviews for the next episodes. But for today, she has enough notes for one full episode of Just Crime, yep. which is a uh, little bit of feedback that I've been hearing. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, separate the two. So what I'm thinking about doing, actually, is just doing a separate series of interviews mm-hmm. and having the interviews and the crime be separate. I kind of did like the cool down. Mm-hmm. after the crime though but it did make the episodes a little too long right. so we're gonna stick with crime separated from the interviews so that i can do my stupid comments and comedy during <laughs> the interviews and leave them out of the crime because the crime <laughs> needs to be separate <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add before we start on this crime case no because <laughs> We just <laughs> we just did a first recording, <laughs> and I was talking shit about Manscaped, and I probably shouldn't. <laughs> so I'll just and then I mispronounced something. So yeah, we... so this is our second attempt. Let's go ahead. <laughs> okay, so for today's case, we will be doing the horrible murder of Shonda Scherer, and this is a case that was that happened in Indiana, Madison, Indiana, mm-hmm. and. Um, this revolved around a 12-year-old girl, so it might be a little, might be a little hard for some people to listen to. Trigger warning. Yes, we got some trigger warnings. I got sexual assault, sexual harassment, and rape for this case, and obviously like torture and beating. And which, I mean, if you tuned into a true crime series, the torture and beating should be. Yeah, you, know, you should be fine with that. But yes, the other but ones just, aren't a usual thing. So. Yes. So I'm just putting it out there. Obviously, if you're not into that or you don't like to listen to that, I don't know if anybody's into it. Well, not but, okay. That's not what I, I know. Meant. But I mean, like, but if you don't listen to do it, if if you are if you are sensitive to things like that, this is not the case for turn you. Turn away. Turn yes. off the podcast. Listen to the other episodes. Though. Right. Listen to the other episodes. They're not as bad. And if you but... want to sponsor the podcast, let me know. <laughs> Anything else you like to add, babe? Uh, no, I still have no sponsors. Okay. <laughs> I've been looking. <laughs> so without further ado, we Let's will be get jumping. right into it. Jumping into. By the way, murder. I'm gonna keep my comments to myself yes, this time. Yes. Yes. We'll be jumping into the murder of Shonda Scherer. So I'm just gonna go with my usual stuff, basic info about her, and then we'll be moving on into the case and how it folded out and all that stuff. So Shonda was born on June 6, 1979, to Stephen Scherer and his wife Jacqueline in Pineville, Kentucky. And after the divorce, Shonda's mom remarried and they moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And when her mother divorced again, they moved in um, January in June 1991 to New Albany, Indiana. And Shonda enrolled in Hazelwood Middle School. Obviously, she was 12, around 12 years old at this time. And this is where she meets Amanda. Um, Early in the school year, Shonda got into a fight with 14-year-old Amanda. I think it's Heverin. It's spelled H-E-A-V-R-I-N. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's Heverin. 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 I don't know. Amanda Heverin, maybe. That's how you say it. I, I couldn't find, like, what the fight was about, but I think it was, like, about, like, a boyfriend thing or whatever, and Shonda was just trying to, like, bend it up yeah. and everything, but Amanda was like, Ugh. No, thank you. No, thank you. And so, obviously, because of the fight, the two got detention. 
But this detention actually helped them resolve the issues that they had with each other, and they became friends, actually. So, which is not what you expect from fighting someone who's uh, two years older than you, because she was, Kashanda was 12 years old when this happened. And the difference between a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old is a pretty big difference. Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's a pretty big size difference, yeah, so usually. It was very interesting. And so, um, Shonda's mother, Jacqueline, disliked this friendship because... Um, since they became friends, Shonda's grades began to slip and she got into a lot more trouble at school and stuff like that. So she's like, okay. She's like, Amanda's a bad influence on Shonda. This is not going to fly. Like, this is not going to work. And so um, eventually, kind of like the case about Adrienne, the friendship between the two girls became more, you know, they started developing feelings for each other and at stuff like 12? She's 12. Come on. I mean, I know, but like. This was Jesus. the 1990s. I mean, she probably felt like she's a new girl. So she's I know. Like, I'm just thinking because I didn't. I didn't start really like having like real feelings oh, for anyone until yeah. I was like 15, right. 14. Like, see, I'm I'm always doing these kids about these new girls coming to like new places and yeah, no, meeting again, some girl, right? again, like I said last time, I've been the new girl, <laughs> but like I didn't have feelings for people until. Like four, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, go ahead. Yeah, and so um, since the friendship div, um, turned into more, they began to write love letters to each other oh, and stuff. You know, like just, hey Shonda, I think you look beautiful today. We should hang out later. That's love cute. Amanda, like you know, cute little like that's cute love letters like that. So I mean, if I were a twelve year old girl, I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, older girl. like I'm head over heels right now. Like I'd be like, that's kind of cute. Like that's, that's kind of cute or whatever. Cute. Yes, and so um, obviously the friendship continued, and in October of that year, they attended a school dance together, and this is where they encountered Amanda's ex, Melinda Loveless. Now, we're going to just go into some little info about Melinda. Loveless? Loveless, and she is in fact fucking Loveless, let me tell you. Jesus. Yes, so I'm just going to put some info about... Melinda, just so everyone can get an idea. Such an evil name. Yes. Sounds like a villain. Yes. So, just some info. She was originally from New Albany, Indiana. And, um, I guess the main part about Melinda, like, some people say, like, this is might, might have been, like, why she became the way she was or, like, whatever. But her father, Larry, was a Vietnam veteran who had a hard time holding down work. But anytime he did earn money he put it towards guns and motorcycles like not caring about his daughters or whatever yeah um he was no no not i meant like that's probably how he says it oh yeah yeah he was like yeah money yeah. gas and motorcycles, motorcycles but not for my and children and my wife and, yeah. yeah screw them yeah. yeah um but people he was obviously described as very violent verbally abusive a drunk and a pervert so you know complete ideal dad if, right there from the 1990s yeah Right, yeah. And so Larry and Melinda's mom, uh, Marjorie, were in a parentheses open relationship, which basically meant that Larry would let his friends borrow his wife for sex whenever they wanted. Like, he didn't care. He's like, oh, you want some sex? Here, borrow my wife. I don't care. So it was kind of just like, wow, what a man, right? What a man. Let me just, go ahead. Let me just. What a man, yeah. Soak in this info. And um, he would violently rape her and beat her so bad one time that she had to be hospitalized. And Melissa, Melinda, sorry, 
also shared a bed with him until she was 14 years old. And there was some information that he might have sexually abused Melinda and his other daughters as well, but there wasn't, like, much that Melinda said about it, so it was kind of like... Oh, of course he did. He's yeah, a piece of shit, and yeah. if they shared a bed till she was 14, of course Right, did. yeah, yeah. And so, um, Marjorie and Larry divorced when Melinda was 14, and because of the... And, um, after the divorce... Larry moved to Florida, and he barely kept in contact with the family. Like, he just... Well, fucking good! Yeah, he just basically was like, oh, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to Florida. Peace out. That's where they Bye. go. Bye. Yeah. And it's like, okay. To the like, three downloads we have in Florida, <laughs> I doubt you're anything like this guy. But, but man. old people in Florida... Come on now. Yeah, that's usually how they are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, obviously, because of the divorce, uh, Melinda struggled with depression and often got into fights at school, which affected her schoolwork, and she had to repeat a year at the um, school she was attending. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. So, that's just some info about Melinda and... Melinda Loveless. Yeah, that's Melinda Loveless. Oh, name. and she was 16 years old at the time. Sounds like an Ursula or some shit. Yeah, she was 16 years old when all of this stuff with Shonda happened. So, obviously, a lot of these girls were older than Shonda, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's yeah. a little weird, yeah. 12. So, back to the dance that night. The sight of um, Shonda and Amanda together made Melinda furious. Like She was like, oh, Hell no. Like, this is not happening in front of me. And Melinda actually tried to fight Shonda, but Amanda made her stop. She's like, fuck no. She's like, come on. She's like, she's 12. Like, oh, I know. I'm like, she's 12 years old. I'm like, leave her alone. I'm like, and even more bigger difference between a 12 year old and a 16 year old Shonda. I'm like, is she, she must have been like a little bit like. Like a like a taller twelve year old because like if everybody had, who's older is wanted to fight, people described her like she looked older than how she was. Okay, so because like if she was like what I looked like at twelve, fighting a fourteen year old and a sixteen year old. No, the fourteen year old didn't fight her. Amanda. Didn't they. Fight I thought they. No, I thought they had oh, fought they did, and then yeah, yeah, they they got detention. Yeah, yeah. but that is crazy. Yeah, no, Sh Shonda was like beautiful. Like she was so pretty. Had like. Curly brown hair and bright blue eyes, and she looked a lot older than she was. Like I okay. look at pictures of her, and I'm just like, wow, she does. I'm like, how was that a 12 year old? Like you know, but she was very beautiful, like, yeah, very very beautiful. Okay. Fucking weird ass tall 16 year olds trying to beat the shit. Yeah. Out so yeah, Amanda told her to stop, and Melinda's like, whatever, mon like whatever. And so in the next few weeks, um, Melinda threatened Shonda in public, and she would write letters to Amanda saying how she wanted Shonda dead, which is kind of just like. I get it. Like, I feel like we've all been at that point where we're so mad at someone. We're just like, oh my God. It's like, we should have gone. But you don't actually mean no, it. I don't think I wrote letters being like, I wish. Oh, no, no, no. Not like writing dead. letters. But like, you've had that thought where like someone pisses you off somebody. You're just like, oh, man. It's like, I wish. I wish they were dead. I don't think well, so. Well, <laughs> gone. Not dead. Like, gone, gone out like, of the picture. Maybe. But like. Yeah, but not dead. Yeah. So yeah. like, when it says she wanted her dead, it's just like, Okay, Melinda. It's like sure, oh, of yeah. Course you do. yeah. It's like I get you're upset, but come on now. Come on, you. Yeah. Weirdo. yeah. And so eventually, um, Shonda's parents found the letters between Shonda and um, Amanda, and they transferred Shonda to Our Lady of Perpetual Help Catholic School because they're like Amanda's corrupting her mind. You need to I mean, go. 
Like this is what we. we I we won't don't want say that she's not not corrupting her mind, but like. That's a lot, dude. Yeah, that's so a they, lot to go through. I'd probably transfer my kid too. Yeah, so they transferred her to this Good Catholic school, and even though Shonda transferred to this Catholic school, Amanda continued um, writing to and calling Shonda, but Shonda was distracted by her new school and wasn't as responsive as Amanda would like her to be. So she's like, hmm. It's like, hmm, okay. And so, um,. Basically, what happens next is the whole thing between um, Shonda, like, her death and everything. So I'm just going to go to, like, the girls that were involved with this terrible murder of Shonda. So first we have Miss Lori Tackett, who was 17 years old, and she grew up in Madison, Indiana, which is where this case, obviously this murder happened. Um, she was fascinated by vampire vampirism and paranormal activity as well as death. Like, she was, like, all about that stuff. Like, Seems like a lot of these cases have a lot of social social reject kind of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, black, goth. Like, hey, yeah. no, no, no bad names no, to the no, goth. No, 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 no. no. I love my goth community. Oh, yes. They're my, they're my good friends. But I love them. But there's a pattern in these cases that you're finding. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of giving you guys a bad name. <laughs> but we love you guys. We love you guys. I'm not saying all of you all are into death. No, 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 no. But um, she was diagnosed with personality or bipolar personality disorder. Sorry, after self-harming and being sent to a hospital several times at the age of sixteen, and um, she lived in Louisville in October. Louisville. I wish you would have just rushed over that and pretended no, 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 because we're not gonna restart this again. All right. I know, but <laughs> that was the word that we said to I just don't want it to happen again. You know. I love you so much. I I wish you would. Anyways, like um, that. she lived in Louisville in October, where she met Melinda, and she spent most of her time with Melinda, like back in Madison and stuff. And she never like came home. Like okay. she just it was Melinda, 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 and Melinda in. Lori was, like, obsessed with death. Like, she would always be like, oh, how do you guys think it would feel to, like, kill somebody, like, or cut somebody, or, like, stab someone? Like, she was, like, really weird into that kind of stuff. Like, just, it's not like she really just wanted to kill someone to see how it felt, which is kind of just, like, seems like it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just seems like it a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's she not was... like she wanted to kill somebody. Right. But, like, you know. She wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so the next girl involved in Shonda's death was Hope Rippy, and she was 15 years old. She was also from Madison, and her parents divorced in 1984, where she moved to live with her mother and siblings in Michigan for three years. And then her parents got back together, and they moved to Madison, Indiana, which is where um, she re reunited with Lori. And Tony Lawrence, who was a childhood friend who was also involved with all this, there was just, there wasn't really much about Hope, but she also self-harmed, like... Are they all into this gothic kind of... Not, not gothic, but, like... Hope and Tony Lawrence that I just mentioned, they weren't, but, like, definitely, like, Lori was definitely, like, the one who was, like, yeah. the main focus of, like, the blood, if they were all in, like, the group of... That. Are they, like, a group of friends, or are they just all involved? Kind of. Like, um... Lori knew Melinda, so that's how they were involved. And um, Hope knew Lori okay. and Lauren, and Tony Lawrence, who was a childhood friend of Hope's. So it's all kind of like 
they're, they're not like a group of friends, but they're all acquainted with each other. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Makes yes. sense. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so moving on to Toni Lawrence, who was also 15, there wasn't much about her, but she was born and raised in Madison as well. And she was good friends with Hope, but she didn't know any of the other girls until the night of Shonda's murder. Like, she didn't know who, Lori, Melinda, or, yeah. Damn, I like the name Tony for a girl, Yeah, it's spelled T-O-N-I. That's cute. I know. I, I like that name. And it's ruin it. You're going to, ah. yeah, I was going to say, you're going to dislike Tony ah, at the end of this, unfortunately. All right. So, um, this was on the horrible night that became Shonda's, obviously, last night alive. Um, before all of the murdering and torturing and horrible stuff happened, um, the four girls planned to go to a concert that night, and they did, but, um, they went to go visit Shonda first, because just like, oh, let's see if, like, you know, Shonda can come with us and stuff like that, but before this, they, um, picked up Tony and Hope. And this was Tony's first time meeting Lori, the weird one, who was all about the death and stuff. And literally, when they picked her up, Lori asked Hope. She's like, did you tell her yet? And Hope was like, tell her what? And Lori's like, we're going to kill a girl tonight. And it's just like, huh? I'd be like, pause. I'd be like, pause. Hold the phone. I'd be like, hold the fucking phone. I'd be like, um... Who made this decision? I'm like, right. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, I thought we were going to a concert. Motherfuckers making plans without me. What happened? Right. Like, hold on. And of course, Tony thought it was some kind of like sick, twisted joke. Like that they were joking me like, oh, yeah, you know, ha, like we're going to go kill a girl. But that's unfortunately, yeah, quite they, the joke. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were serious about it. And so before heading to the concert, Lori drove to um, New Albany to pick up Belinda because Melinda, like, wasn't originally supposed to be, like, going to the concert with them, but they picked her up anyways. And um, Hope didn't know Melinda well, and Tony never met her. So, like, they're, like Melinda's kind of new to these girls, but there's, like, yeah. And so Melinda got in the car with a large kitchen knife and told Tony and Hope she wanted to scare, like, quote, quote, scare Shonda because she was trying to be like her and steal her girlfriend, Amanda. I, I was going to ask, I completely forgot what Amanda's name was. Amanda's not involved in this at all? No, Amanda's not involved in this at all. Thank God, because I kind of liked Amanda. Yeah, no, Amanda. Amanda's kind of like the reason this murder happened, because Melinda's a jealous ex. Yeah, the motivation, the reason. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's the wording for it. Yeah, because... Yeah, and prior... Sorry, go ahead. What huh? you no, say? nothing. I... You good? I'm just making a stupid comment. I'm stupid. Go ahead. You're not stupid. <laughs> but prior to, obviously, the murder, um, Lori, Hope, and Tony never met Shonda. Like, none of them knew who Shonda was. They're just like, they just listened to whatever Melinda said. Like, Melinda's like, oh, I want to go scare this girl Shonda. And they're just like, all right, fine. Like, let's go give this little girl a scare or whatever. And so um, on January 10th, 1992, the four girls um, showed up at Shonda's house. Um, it was Hope and Tony that went to the front door, and they tried to get Shonda to come outside by saying Amanda was with them. But um, Shonda says she wasn't able to leave the house at the moment because both her parents were awake, and she's fucking 12 years old. So she's like, I can't, like, you know, come out right now. Like, it's, I got to wait till my parents are asleep. So she's like, once the parents are asleep, like, you guys can come back, and I'll, like, go with you guys. And this whole time, Shonda didn't know Melinda was in the car. Like, she just thought it was... Hope and Tony, like, telling her, like, oh, hey, like, who is driving? Lori, I believe. Fucking Jesus. Yes, I know Tony and 
Hope oh, we're in I, the I keep forgetting that there's like a huge age gap between this twelve year old and this group of like sixteen and seventeen. Yeah, year old. So yeah. I'm just like, wow. yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think it's Lori who's driving. I think Lori's driving, and I think Tony and um, Hope were in the back seat because Melinda. It said Melinda was on the floor of the car, like in the back seat. So hiding. she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So she was hiding. So. That's how it was. And so um, since Shonda said she couldn't, like, come out, like, to wait until they, um, her parents were asleep and stuff, the girls all went to the concert, and, you know, there's, like, mm, like Do concert, we know concert. what concert it was? No, we did not. It was obviously for some rock band. And I read that they obviously, you know, were mingling with boys and stuff. And I believe it was, t- it was Lori, you know, this freaking crazy bitch, Who's telling them, oh, yeah, like, we're going to murder some girl tonight. Like, she was just telling all these boys, like, yeah, we're murdering a girl tonight. Like, we can't wait. And all the other friends like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shut the fuck up. They're like, and of course the boys didn't believe her. They're like, oh, haha. It's like, how about you come back to, like, our place instead, you know. But she was just telling all these boys, like, yeah, we're going to murder some girl tonight. That'll turn someone off. Yeah, but not these guys, apparently, because there's like, oh, they're like, why don't you just come over to our place instead? Like, you don't, you're not going to do that. Not going to say that they didn't turn them off, but they were probably just like, just in case she's serious, (laughs) how about we invite her to our place so she doesn't go to Maybe. Maybe Maybe. these guys are heroes. Maybe, but. uh, (laughs) And so around 12 a.m., they drove back to Shonda's because Sean, like, I'm pretty sure everyone's parents mostly go to sleep by then, so. Shonda was like, okay, they're like, okay, let's go back to Shonda's. Like, let's go get this girl. And so, um, this whole time they were driving back, Melinda expressed how she was so excited to kill Shonda, but then she also said she just wanted to scare her. So, like, no one was like, like, Tony, it was mostly Tony who was like, she's like, okay, like, we're just I, gonna scare her. Right, she's like, we're just scaring her, right? But then, like, as the more they got closer to the house, like, Melinda's like, oh my god, like, Melinda yes, yes, Lori, yes. And, like, Lori's fucking amped up. Yeah. yeah, and then Tony's just like, um, she's like, now I'm getting a little concerned because I feel like this is gonna be... Now, where's like, Hope you know? stand on the killing? She's kind of indifferent. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. My I'll bad. get to it. Yeah, Same but, like, questions. Tony was the one who was just like, oh, yeah, are we being... Like, she was kind of the one who was like, wait, are we serious right now? Like, are we actually, like... Like, she thought this whole time they were just joking. They were just going to actually scare her. Like, none of this, like, she didn't think, like, they would kill Shonda or any of this. So, yeah. So, um, she was becoming more and more concerned. But, and so because of this, like, she didn't want to go back to the door with Hope to, like, get Shonda. Because, like, originally it was Tony and Hope who went up to the door to be like, hey, Shonda, like, come with us. We have Amanda in the car. Like, let's go talk. And but Shonda's like, no. So this time, Tony didn't want to go back. She's like, I'm kind of getting a little nervous. She's like, I don't want to go back and get her now. So it was just Hope who went to the front door to get Shonda to come into the car. And so um, Hope did get Shonda to come into the car. And um, Hope told Shonda that Amanda was waiting for them at this place called the Witch's Castle in Utica, Indiana, which is like some like stone cast like not like a big cast but like a little like stone building where like they said a bunch of witches were like you know murdered and stuff like that it was just, like called witch's castle because like it was like in the woods somewhere like just like a little stone building called witch's castle where yeah <laughs> so there's like yeah amanda's waiting for us there so let's like let's go and so shonda gets in the car and then melinda jumped up behind shonda grabbed her by her hair and put the blunt end of the knife to her throat and she said shut up Bitch. And they went straight to you to, to the witches. No, they actually, actually went, but obviously Amanda's not there. Yeah, but they actually yeah, no, went to that place. Yes, they actually went to the place, and obviously Amanda's not there. And so this is 
obviously rolling into January 11th, 1992, because it's 12 a.m. at this point, so it's the next day, technically. And so um, they drove to Witch's Castle, and Melinda and Lori tied Shonda. In this whole thing, it was mostly Melinda and Lori who did the most stuff to Shonda, but like... You kind of tell. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah and, uh, but, yeah. And so um, Lori taunted Shonda, and Shonda was like, absolutely ter- ter- terrified like she was begging to go home like being like hey like i don't want to do this like can we go home like i'm getting scared and stuff like that but obviously the girls were not listening to her at all there's like nah they're like anyways and um Lori continued to taunt shonda by saying um she lit a shirt with a cigarette lighter and told shonda that soon she would be the one burning and i don't know about you but if i was shonda i would have been like um like me burning I'm take like, me home please i'm like yeah. please take me home like i don't want to be burning i'm like that's i would be terrified if i was shonda and i'm sure she was because like she was just begging them. she's like please take me home like please and take she me was home. 12 yeah 12 years old 12 years old which Jesus. is it just god and so eventually they left witch's castle just to like you know fuck with her a little bit and um they looked for an app open gas station and Shonda said that there was one near her house. So, of course, um, they went to that one. But Lori knew that, like, Shonda would try to get away or get help. So she covered her with a blanket. Like, I think at this point, Shonda was in, like, the trunk of the car. So they just, like, covered her with a blanket and just, like, closed the trunk. They're like, you're not going to fucking say anything. And so, hold on. I lost my notes. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, where the fuck did I go? Hold on. Oh my gosh. Yes, they went to the gas station, covered with a blanket. Okay. I guess that's where I continue. I'm so sorry about that. But um, they drove around, like, after they went to the gas station, they drove around some more. And this is when Melinda and Lori began torturing Shonda. So, obviously, if you're not, if you don't want to listen to this, I would skip ahead. This is where you turn away. Yeah, Yeah, skip ahead a little bit. But it started with, like, minor things that they started punching and kicking Shonda. And then they tried to cut her throat with the knife, but it wasn't sharp enough. And so instead they just stabbed her in the abdomen and chest with it. And this whole time, um, Hope and Tony stayed in the car. But sometimes Hope would get out to, like, restrain Shonda back so, like, Lori and Melinda could, like, you know. Oh, so Hope's Hope's in there. Yeah, Hope's a piece of shit. Um... And so then um, Melinda and Lori strangled Shonda with the rope until she passed out. And they told um, Hope and Tony that she was dead, but she actually wasn't. They're like, oh, my God. They're like, we killed her. And then Shonda's like, no. She's like, not on my watch. And then obviously they started to drive a little bit. And then uh, Lori, sorry. (laughs) Lori heard like Shonda making noise in the trunk. And she's like, oh, she's like, this bitch is still alive. So every time... Shonda made a noise. She would go into the back of the car and stab her until she was quiet. And there was no information about, like, how long they were driving. So this probably went on for, like, ever for Shonda, at least. Because, like, she was trying to make, you know, noise to, like, tell people, like, to see, hopefully, if anyone was passing by, they'd be like, help, like, I'm in this car, like, help me. But, like, Lori was just, yeah, yeah, not having it, which kind of sucked. And so after driving for a while, they dropped off, um... Hope and Tony at Lori's house, but um, Lori and Melinda continued driving around with um, Shonda in the trunk. And as I mentioned before, every time Shonda was making noise, Lori would stab her and sometimes beat her with a tire iron, which, yeah, I'm like, 
I just don't understand what could go through someone's head to do that to somebody, especially a 12-year-old little girl. Yeah. I just... And you're 17. Like, you're 17 years old beating a 12-year-old with Damn a Damn near an adult. Tire iron. Side note, I was... Go ahead. It was a weird thing to hear the name Hope because my friend Hope listens to the show. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Love oh. you, Hope. Yeah, Can't sorry, Hope. This, hear this, this Hope is not giving you this Hope is not like you, babe. Don't She's worry. Great. Love Hope. But, but yeah, Jesus. I'm just like a tire. Like I looked up a picture Oof. of it and I'm just like Those are heavy. Yeah, like imagine being beat with that until you were fucking quiet. I don't want to. Yeah. And it just I just don't understand how they could, how she, how Lori could do that to her. Obviously, Lori's fucked up. Yeah, Lori is very Lori's much indeed very fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, after all this, like, it wasn't, like I said before, they, it wasn't sure, like, how long they drove for, but they um, eventually picked up Hope and Tony and drove to some woods. And this whole time, they're like, just to, um, Hope and Tony, they're like, oh, we want to show you guys, like, what we did to Shonda. Like, we want to show you what we did to her and stuff. But Tony wouldn't look. Like, Tony's like, I don't want to see what the fuck. Like, I don't want to see what yeah, you guys did to Tony her. wasn't really a part of the... No, Tony stuff. Tony was like, she didn't do, like, much. Like, she didn't obviously, like, participate in all this. But this whole time, I felt like she could have done something to prevent it from happening. Probably scared. Well, Group, yeah, but Three still, of them are into it, and she's not. I, but I, still, I... I don't know how I would feel. I would try to something. stop it. I'd be like, this is fucked. I'd be like, they're going to kill this girl, like probably kill her if she said something bad too that would probably be going through my head at least i don't know like it just doesn't sit right with me that they're letting like i don't i know obviously probably in the moment maybe but if it was me i'd be in shock obviously i wouldn't really but i i think she's definitely in shock that's probably why she didn't say anything in the first place yeah like i thought we were just gonna scare her i probably wouldn't have the physical capacity to say anything yeah obviously i'm not sure but um and like I said, Tony didn't want to look at Shonda, but Hope did, of course. And Hope sprayed Shonda with Windex and said, you're not looking so hot now, are you? And it's just like, bitch, you don't even know Shonda. Like, just, uh, I don't know. Like, just having that little remark to she's it. I'm just like, to be there, yeah. Yeah, she's just like, oh, like, this is such a piece of crap. Like, this girl means nothing. Let me, like. Probably didn't even know anything about the backstory. Literally nothing. They just believe what Shonda said. They're just like, oh, I, like, Melinda's like, I want to scare this girl. And the rest of them was like, all right. Sure. She probably has it coming. It's like, okay. Jesus. Yeah. They, these girls were not, these girls were not kind people. And so, um, after, um, Lori and Melinda showed Tony and Hope what they did to Shonda, they went to a gas station and Tony got a large bottle of Pepsi to just a drink. Like she was like, whatever. She's like, I'm going to get myself to a drink. But Lori like took it from her, emptied it and filled it with gasoline instead. And Tony's just like, um, my Pepsi. She's like, my Pepsi, but, like, what are you going to do with that gasoline? Be like, why are you filling it up with gasoline? Like, it was, like, one of, not, like, a... a two liter, or... Like, no, like, if you were to go to a gas station, like, you saw, like, those really big, like, water bottles, but, like, they're not, like... So, they're not, like, a they're soda like, size, but, yeah, like... Yeah, 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 I know Like, the really about. big one. Like, it was kind of like that, except it was a Pepsi it's like bottle. A, it's, like, a, like a liter. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I believe that's what she got. Like, she just bought, like, a big can of... A big bottle okay. of Pepsi to just to drink. But they're like, nah, we're going to use it for something Hmm, worse. And so, um, this is when they go to a back road called Lemon Road, which is like some country road by some fields, like, you know, just in the middle of nowhere. And Lori and, um, 
Melinda wrapped Shonda in a blanket and carried her to the edge of the fields. And this is where Lori poured the gas from the bottle on Shonda and set her on fire. Yeah. Is and she is she dead at this point or is no, she? Okay. No, she was alive during this whole thing, and Melinda wasn't sure if Shonda was dead or not. So she go she went back after a few minutes to pour the rest of the gas on her to make sure that Shonda was dead, and it's just I don't know. Like obviously, <laughs> I have a I have a thing with like finding cases about them burning the body, but I just it's not how it works. I know, yeah. and I just can't. It I just hurts, can't, like, but it takes a lot for somebody to exactly one die from burning, two for a body to actually burn. Yeah, yeah, and this is also something kind of similar to the Adrian Reynolds case. After they burned Shonda alive, they went to a McDonald's for breakfast, and they laughed about how one of the sausages they were eating looked like Shonda's body, like burning body. Like they're just like, oh my god, they're like, look guys, this looks like Shonda, and I'm just like. I, I was gonna be like, Joe McDonald's, you're being mentioned a lot. You want to sponsor, but like, they're they're bringing you a bad name. Yeah, I don't and think I'm I want to like, sponsor. It's bad luck. And I'm sorry, but like, how do you go to McDonald's and see a piece of food and just laugh about how it looks like? Well, obviously just these kids are fucked up. Yeah, like, especially Lori. Hope is pretty fucked. She don't even know this bitch. Right, and, then, and she's like, still... That shit crazy to yeah. me. That shit's crazy. Yeah, and while they were at McDonald's... Is Tony still there? Yes, Tony is still there. And Poor I was, Tony. I was, I was just about to say, Tony phoned... It was actually a guy friend to... um Like, she told the guy friend about what happened and stuff, but she only called, called him for her own comfort. Like, she wasn't even calling to, like, be like, oh, my God, we Come just murdered me. someone. Like, yeah. she's like, please help me. Like, I just murdered... Like, we just got rid of a girl like i don't know what to do and like she just wanted the guys like be like oh it's okay babe like don't worry like it'll be okay, okay like baby girl. right she she didn't even call like the police or anything like she just called some random guy she just met she probably knows that she'll go down for it too yeah probably because i'm sorry it's like you're there the whole time and you like i mentioned there was just a lot of times she could have there's no said way something or done something there's no way cops are gonna believe at all that you had nothing yeah. to do with it like, exactly and I you're just, going away for it too yeah and she called the um boy out of like hysteria like she was freaking out but she like wanted his comfort but also she was like freaking the fuck out she's like oh my gosh like we just killed someone like what do i do all that stuff like that and this is when uh melinda and laurie was like all right these bitches need to go home because like they're gonna fucking crack so they dropped off um tony and uh, hope at their homes. So that was the end of that. So <laughs> this is when Melinda decides, hey, I'm going to call Amanda and tell her what we did to Shonda. And so Melinda contacted Amanda to tell her Shonda was dead. But Amanda didn't believe her at first. And she's like, okay, I'll like meet with you later to like whatever. She's like, I'll just meet with you later. Like, I don't believe you. Like, this is kind of weird that you would like say that and stuff. And so, um, Lori and Melinda went to pick Amanda up, then came back to Melinda's house, and this is when Melinda just broke down, like, crying and telling Amanda what she did, and still, Amanda, like, didn't believe her until Melinda showed the trunk of the car, which was soaked with Shonda's blood, and one of her socks were still there, like, there was just, like, and even some strands of, like, her curly hair were in the fucking trunk, there was just, like, it was a fucking mess back there, and Amanda was, like, what the fuck? She's like, take me home. Like, this is fucked. Like, this is crazy. And so, this is how Shonda was discovered. Luckily, I'm very happy these guys 
meant like happened to go across this body but around the time that the girls were like at mcdonald's having their breakfast and stuff um brothers don and ralph um foley went to go hunting that morning because like they're hunters like whatever let's go get some hunting or whatever and as they were driving to like where they were going to hunt they noticed a large dark colored object on the side of the road and when they got closer don thought it was a blow-up doll before realizing it was a burnt body because like it was just like posed weird like they had a blanket like obviously i mentioned before how they wrapped shonda in the blanket like the blanket like shonda was holding the blanket above her like trying to get the fire to like not get her and stuff and i guess afterwards they like posed her in like a sexual like way like she had like her legs spread like she was like just posed like sexually it was just like yeah. horrible and the only reason don knew it was a burned body was because he was a vietnam vet and it reminded him of his time in Vietnam, like obviously, like once you see a dead body or a dead burned body, like you know, you know what they look like, you know what they, they look smell like, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. So he's like, that's not a fucking blow up doll. Like, he's like, that's a fucking like body. Like that's a body of a young little girl. And um, so obviously they called the police, who told them to wait with the body until police arrived. And um, when goodness, Deputy Sheriff Randall Spry. Um, Jeffrey County Sheriff Buck Shipley, Detective Steve Henry, and Sergeant Curtis Wells arrived. They couldn't believe what they saw. Like I said before, the body was burned, re- like, just horribly burned beyond recognition and posed in a sexual way. Like I said, the legs were spread. Like, But she was, she also had, like, she was kind of, like, in a fetal position because, like, she was using the blanket to, like, try to, like, keep the fire away from which I thought was, I'm just like, <sighs> and I believe, um... The cause of death was smoke inhalation, which means that she was alive the whole time she was being burnt. And I just can't, like, it just broke my heart hearing about, like, how she tried to, like, keep the blanket up and, like, the position she was in. I'm just like, I, I just can't. And so, meanwhile, while they were doing all this stuff with the body, um, Shonda's dad woke up and he noticed that Shonda wasn't in her room, but he assumed that she just fell asleep in, like, the family room or a basement. He's like, okay, she's probably just, like, knocked out someone like whatever this is like he didn't think much of it because he's like whatever like she's just 12 like she's not gonna do anything but he was obviously worried when he couldn't find her and he called shonda's friends first before calling his ex-wife jackie and jackie came and filed a missing persons report and after that they started searching for shonda as well as um steve's curve current wife sharon so all three of them were like trying to like search for sharon or shonda sorry (laughs) they were trying to search for shonda and so um at around 8.20 p.m. the same day, Tony arrived at the station with her father. Like, she was losing it. Like, she just finally came out with the whole story to Detective Henry. And Henry contacted, um, who was he? He was a sergeant. The Sar- Sergeant Wells, if a missing person's report had been filed at Shonda's address. And obviously there was one because... His parent, her parents filed one. And so the description of Shonda in the report matched the body that was found. And they had to use dental records to positively identify the body because obviously she was fucking burned Burned, beyond recognition. So they're like, okay, well, we got to use dental records. And obviously the body, yeah, yeah, the body was hers. And so on January 12th, literally a day after this all happened, Melinda and Lori were arrested. So I'm going to jump into the sentencing of what happened. So all four girls were charged as adults and they all accepted plea bargains to avoid the death penalty. I'm saying, yeah, I'm like, okay, obviously they're like, 
I would put their asses down anyways. Fuck yeah. Asses. Yeah, and so... Um, Especially Lori's weird ass. I know. I'm like, you I'd are... I'd put her ass down. Yeah. I, I could probably tell in court. I'd be like, uh-huh, didn't do that. I'm yeah, Lori... Weirdo. Yeah, there. I just don't understand how someone. So had a all mind. four, Tony and Tony too. Tony and Hope. Yep, all Good. four of them were tried as adults. Good. Yep. And so Lori and Melinda were both sentenced um, sixty years in Indiana's women's prison. And on an appeal in two thousand four, Hope's sentence was reduced from sixty years to thirty five years. Which I'm saying. Mm. What about Tony? And uh, Tony pled guilty to one charge of criminal confinement and was sentenced to a maximum of twenty years. Obviously, I mean. Okay, I can yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Tony didn't really do anything, but I also say, she didn't. I was like, I I don't I don't see my I see myself saying something, but like it would probably take a bit. I'd probably be in yeah. shock too. Yeah, and like I know, obviously, like looking back at this, like there's probably so many times like Tony could have like told him to stop or like got some help or something, you know. And it's probably also going through her head, telling them to stop. They like, seem she, pretty determined. Yeah. I don't think that. It's, yeah. Yeah. But still, I, I just felt like she could have tried at least, but like I guess I'm not defending her. No, 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 I'm not either. Like, I, still... I think she definitely deserves 20 years. I I definitely don't think she deserves more than that though. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with the. I'm kind of yeah, but I just felt like I don't know. Like obviously, like just looking back at it, there has been yeah. yeah. Obviously, we don't know how she felt, but still, I'm not defending her. But I just felt like she could have done something to try. Definitely could have. And stop it, like even if she just said, like in a like. Hey guys, like maybe we shouldn't like you know do this or something like Probably that would have spent too much time thinking about doing something instead of actually doing yeah, it. Yeah. So, and so with the aftermath of um, Shonda's death in 2005, Shonda's father actually died of abuse of alcohol abuse at 53 years old, and in an interview with Good, Sean... fuck that guy too. What? That guy? Shonda's dad? dad. That's the that's the dude that was like. That had her in bed with him? Too? No, I said Shonda's who's this? dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Oh my god. No, Which not is, Melinda's, who's, dad. Melinda's dad. Melinda's dad. Right. No. I'm I'm sorry. I'm no, so okay. confused. I'm talking about Shonda's dad. I'm so sorry. Well, my bad. Rest in peace, bro. Yeah, Shonda's dad died of alcohol abuse at fifty three. And in an interview with Shonda's mother for this for the show Deadly Women, like they did a episode about I watched that show. Yeah, they did an episode about this. Um Jackie stated that um Steve was destroyed um, by the death of his daughter and, in quotes, did everything he could to kill himself besides put a gun to his head. Mm. Which I understand. So I'm just like... I probably would. Yeah. Like, I, that's I, I'd horrible. I'd be right there, man. That's horrible. Like, losing your child like that? It's just... Okay. We're editing what up? My, my comment. What are you going to say? I'm just editing it out. Okay. Cutting this out, too. Okay. Um... And so, um, while in prison, Melinda became involved in the training, in training service dogs. I believe it was called Indiana Canine Animals and something. It was, it was I-C-A-N. I can't remember, like, the last part. But she, like, became um, involved in training service dogs. Okay. And, I don't know, I just thought this was kind of, like, heartwarming a little bit because Shonda's mom actually donated a puppy named Angel in honor of Shonda for Melinda to train. Which I guess kind of is like a way of Jack, like of Jackie being like, we forgive you, like it, like we forgive you for what you did to Shonda, like honor her with this. Yeah. You know, because obviously this was 2012. So like, who are they forgiving? Melinda. Just the girls in general. Melinda. All of the girls. Yeah. Melinda. No, it's okay. 
She donated the, um, a puppy named Angel in honor of Shonda for Melinda to train because tra- Melinda was training service dogs. And so Jackie was kind of like, you know, this is like our way of forgiving you, like train this dog in honor of Shonda, you know? Because like these, it's, it's sad that she, um, Jackie watched like a um, video of Melinda with the service dogs and like she was saying like she was genuine, she was kind and like I like and she was saying like I can definitely feel like Melinda like changed and stuff like she could tell there's a difference while she was in prison yeah okay yeah i didn't know that, that was an option in prison. yeah i didn't either so i thought that was pretty interesting to add and stuff so i just thought it was nice that um shonda's mom did that to like honor shonda and stuff like i don't think i could be that yeah that, that much of a it. bigger person yeah. i don't think i could yeah i definitely so all, res- all respect to shonda's mom it's kinda i like, definitely couldn't do that it's kind of like spoiler warning if you're not caught up with the walking dead but like when Negan killed Glenn, and like six years after, Maggie is still like pissed off at Negan for killing Glenn. Like I feel like I would be kind of like that too, even though it's been years since it's happened. I would still like look at her and be like, "You took my baby. Like you're the reason I w- why they're gone." I wish I. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Oh no! Did I spoil it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Because I am. I stopped watching at the point where Glenn jumped off the dumpster. And it looked like he was being killed by zombies. I didn't know that he wasn't dead. Ah! Oh, no. Uh, Oh, my God. It's been years. I thought you knew. I'm so sorry. That's when I stopped watching, but I started rewatching. Oh, no. I thought you knew. I thought everyone knew about this point. Uh, Well, you know what? It's my fault for, like, not... No, I should have it. asked it's been years. It's, so no, it's years old. It's years oh. old. It's an old show. I'm not even. I'm not even hurt. I'm a little hurt, but I'm not oh like. Oh my god! It's my fault. I should have so, caught up. I should have asked if you were caught up or not. I'm so it's sorry. It's fine. Keep going with the story. Oh my god! Okay, it's so over. I ha- it. yeah, I was gonna say all I have are like the releases for like the girls. Unfortunately, they were released. All of them? Yeah. Um. So Tony was released on parole parole in 2000 in 2000 after serving eight years. I don't know why. They just said she was released on parole. I'm like, okay. She deserved 20 years. Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, I guess. No, I disagree. Yeah. And then Hope was released on parole in 2006, um, serving 14 years. I'm like, like, no. Compared to 35, I'm like, still no. Still no. Yeah. And actually, I thought this was pretty kind of like, hmm. I thought it was pretty like, wow. But on the 26th anniversary of Shonda's death, January, excuse me, 11th, 2018, Lori was released on parole, which I'm just kind of like, hmm, what an interesting date to be released on parole for. 26 years afterwards. Just sentenced to 60. Yeah. What is this prison system? I know, system? I know. And then. If you're sentenced to 60, I don't care how good behavior you have. Yeah. You get 60. Mm-hmm. And then Melinda was released in September 2019. So all the girls are free right now. I just don't feel like it's definitely Lori should. Lori should have definitely stayed her ass, or at least a psych ward. That, yeah, that goes far. and honestly, not gonna lie, low key, Hope's a little more fucked up than Lori. She don't even know this girl. Oh yeah, I know. None of them. Knew and she the girl. was straight, just like fuck that girl. None of them knew Shonda. Well, I know, Melinda. but Lori's yeah. always. I know been what into I'm just saying. Shit. She should. She's. We already knew she was fucked up. Yeah. Hope had some demons. Yeah. She. Yeah. Hope was, was into into some into the death shit, but didn't let it be known to anybody. Yeah. It was. She yeah. was like, man, you know what, Loki, I'm into this shit. Mm-hmm. Tony. 
I'm, Tony was just there. I'm mad at Tony. Yeah. But, like, I understand Tony. In a way. I get the being quiet during. I don't. I suppose, but I. I'm still mad at Tony for not saying anything. Obviously. But I get why she didn't. Yeah, and obviously everyone reacts differently to, like, situations like that. Because I have no idea how I would react. I'm not going to be the one to say, like, I would say something. I have never been in that situation, so I can't even say that I would. If you were in a car and these two girls were beating this little 12-year-old up in the trunk and you're just sitting there, like, in the backseat. I probably would have been, like, let me out. That's probably all I would have done. Like, let me out right now. But I feel like they wouldn't because I'd be like, well, you're going to go snitch. And that's where I'm going with it. Like, you say anything, they're they're fucking psychos. Yeah. I still. So, like, you're you're in a car with crazy. Yeah. So you try and blend in with crazy to keep them from killing you, too. It just really badly. There's just a lot of opportunities. Like, not even Tony could have done something, but, like... When they're at the gas station, like... I hope y'all can't hear it, but somebody's vacuuming the hallway yeah, out there. but, like, when they're at the gas station, like, I know, obviously, Shonda could have, like, done something. Like, maybe yell a little bit, but, like... So, obviously, she was yeah. probably scared. I know Shonda yeah, was fucking I, terrified, and I... My heart breaks for her, because I just can't The imagine, only like, The only thing I'm, like... The releases are... Yeah. Killing me, bro. Yeah. Like, 60 yeah. years... You, you were charged as adults, which is, you know, obviously huge. It's it's a it's a big thing. Big deal, they were yeah. they were charged as adults. That's cool. Right. What year was, did this take place again? In the Um the murder took place took place in 1991. 91. Yes. And most of these girls were released in like the 2000s. Like, that is not enough time. I know. That that's is like, not enough time for killing not. a 12-year-old. That is not All enough because time. the 12-year-old had a liking for someone's ex. Like. That's. That's. Come on. Mental disorder that's behavior. Like, right. Like if That someone, is not enough time. Like if someone liked my ex, I'd be like, okay. So they're free like, right now? Yes. All four find of them. these motherfuckers. All four of them are free as we speak. I haven't, like, read anything about, like, what they're doing currently right now, but, yeah, it's just... should get them a job at my, my old job. <laughs> no, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. They deserve mm, no, that is torture, okay? <laughs> That's cool. That's fine. They can no. work there. We were getting people from prison at that job to work there, and <laughs> well, they maybe. decided that maybe. they would rather be in their cells. They quit. The people maybe. from prison were like, I'd rather make no money being my son. <laughs> I don't just... So put they ass at yeah. blank company. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I don't This case just always upset me because I'm just like uh, 12 years um, old being killed and like tortured by 15 to 17 year olds. you don't even know. Exactly. They didn't even know this girl. I'm just like... Uh, that, uh, and then imagine being Amanda like... I wouldn't even piece. be like able to handle that. It's just horrible. What's... Do you, do you have updates on amanda i don't there was like mm. nothing about amanda that i could find i hope amanda's okay i hope so but i i don't know if i were amanda okay. i'd be like fucked up from i hope this. shonda's mom's okay me too because living with that dad, yeah. yeah rest in peace steve but just living with that i would oh my god like i just can't imagine how that feels yeah that is like being a parent <sighs> horrible like she didn't even get to live her life yet or anything like that yeah like, that 12 is 12 years lot. old that because i'm thinking about what i was doing at 12 right i can't even i don't even know i was, I was in middle school i, I think. was on the hills with my homies throwing sticks at each other climbing right. trees and i'm shit. pretty sure i was in like 
middle school pretending to do parkour like we were that's all we were doing we i was 12 years old i didn't even want to know anybody else yeah i especially wasn't kissing anybody right i was just focused on the people at my school yeah yeah i just can't imagine like how can you do that i'm also trying to think about what grade 12 is that's like Six or seven? Six, seventh? Yeah, it's a pretty so what baby the age. Fuck are these high schoolers doing with a seventh grade? I'm saying that's weird. Like when you mentioned, Lori was literally almost eighteen fucking years old, and she's over here stabbing and 12, hitting some twelve year old child, girl. A fucking child. Because blows my mind. I don't care if she looked older than twelve. I know. Twelve. Like seventh grade. That yeah. shit's crazy. I know. It just blows my mind. Like, just... Mm, people were evil back then. Mm. Evil, evil people. But yes, that is the... Tragic. Horrible, fucking horrible murder of Shonda Sharer. And... I believe I covered pretty much everything. You got it all. I don't think I have any questions. I don't... Nothing? Any comments or anything? No. I feel like we ranted a little bit already. A little so. bit. I. You know what? I think I did a good job of keeping things you did to myself. A very this good time. Job, yes, babe. yes, because because I've heard some feedback about <laughs> talking too much during or I listen. I got ADD. Can't I, when I start talking about something, I go off on tangents. So I think I did a great did job. A, this you time. did a very very good job, baby. Yes. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's all I have. I. That was only fifty three minutes. Really? Yeah, we're not even over an hour. Damn. I feel like I kind of rushed through it a little bit. So maybe a that's... little. Well, I wasn't talking. So... That could be. <laughs> that could be. Too. I told you. I told you. If I stop talking, then this might be go. less than an hour. Uh... <laughs> you did. Now, will I have time to add an interview at the end of this? We won't know. Maybe. Might. Depending on how long the interview is. So, maybe, maybe not. You might hear from... My good friend Brendan Q. Uh, good friend from TikTok. Uh, OnlyFans man. Very pretty guy, right? Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Very pretty. I'll show you a picture after we're done. Uh, and this has been this episode of Small Talk. Ooh, thank you for listening. Maybe. Because I don't know if it's over yet. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank Leave you for feedback. listening to Ooh. the true crime portion of this episode of Smock Talk. Thank you, everybody.